Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Shay Clark, owner of F45 in Goodyear in Levine, Arizona. Welcome to the show, Shay. How are you today? Great, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Yes, super excited to have you on. Um, I'm excited to dive into the business. But first, tell us about what made you want to start F45 in the first place. Why did you decide to, to open a studio? <laughs> yeah, my story actually with uh, with F45 is very unique. Um, you know, fitness has always been um, a big component in my life. I was a college athlete, a college baseball player. Um, and right after that, went into teaching. And so went into teaching, was teaching special education, was teaching weight training at the high school, and I was a baseball coach. Um, and so that was always kind of my thing is I'd always train my athletes, train the athletes at the school. Um, and I just worked out on my own. Um, and then 2020 hit and we didn't go into COVID and all the gyms around me shut down. And so uh, I was working out at home like everybody else, buying everything I can. And luckily here in Phoenix, Arizona, it's beautiful, sunny weather. We got the, the mountains around us. So did a lot of running on the mountains and things like that. Um, but then uh, this, the, the gyms opened back up for about a month. Um, and it was uh, in about uh, April. And then they shut right back down again in May um, for another about five-week period. And so I was tired of working out at home. And F45 had just opened up right by my house. And um, so I, uh, so they, they didn't shut down during the, co- during the whole COVID pandemic. Um, and so I got a Instagram. I saw it just like everybody else sees on Instagram, sees the advertise coming come through. And I clicked on it. Um, and I went in for my trial. And when I went in for my trial, it was in May of 2020. And then I ended up loving it, not missing a day for like four or five months into like October. I was there every single day. Um, but immediately went, once I went in there, um, I started working out and the owners were in there and they instantly like, we want you to coach, come coach with us, come be a coach here. We're just opening up. We're looking to hire some more coaches. You're crushing the workouts. We'd love to have you. Um, and at that time, like I said, I was a teacher. And so I didn't have as much, much time. And like, I wasn't really thinking about going into like a, uh, into working at a gym or anything like that, or owning a gym, even for that matter. Um, and then over time, you know, he still kind of kept talking to me and asking me to come coach. And one day, you know, I asked him, I said, well, what does it take to own one of these? You know, I'd rather own a gym instead of, you know, just being a trainer and making my hourly wage. And, and so he's like, well, you know, so we started talking about it and uh, told me that, you know, we have plans to open up a second F45 studio here in the near future. Um, we would love to bring you into the ownership group and uh, take on some of my equity, purchase some of my equity from me and put you on the ground floor and kind of run the, the gyms. And I was very hesitant. It's something I'd never done before. Obviously, I've been in leadership as a teacher, as a, as a baseball coach, um, things like that. But um, I was kind of hesitant. But I just took that leap of faith. And so I purchased uh, some equity from them. And then so I basically started managing the gyms from day one. I left my teaching career and um, just started running the gyms and um, became part owner. Um, and I went out to Austin, Texas, actually, is where uh, they do the onboarding for, uh, for F45. And so had, uh, they just taken onboarding back in person. So I went out to Texas and went through the onboarding for a week and went through a bunch of classes and training and came back uh, out. to. And then we opened up Goodyear and uh, we did a really good job opening up a Goodyear. We had over 250 pre-sale members um, before we, we had even opened our doors. 
Um, so we had a nice job really there. Um, and then we opened up a little late, had some construction issues, but um, we opened up and um, we've been doing really well with both gyms. So it was kind of a unique path that got me here, but now I'm here two years in and um, loving it, um, loving um, having my schedule every day. I'm still coaching classes, so I'm coaching. I'm also managing them, doing all the operations. Um, so yeah, so for both gyms, our Levine and our Goodyear. Um, and yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, I like how you're like, I don't want to just coach, like I want to own, own this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm the same great. way. I'm like, if I'm going to be part of it, I'm going all in. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Say. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with F45, um, how do you describe it? The workouts you can expect there, um, what to expect from a studio? Yeah, absolutely. F45, they're high intensity training classes. So you're going to be doing circuit training. The best thing about them is they're not just focused on weight loss. They're also focused on muscle gain. So you have um, cardio days, which take place on your Monday and Wednesdays. And there's no treadmills, which we take a lot of pride in. All of our, our cardio days are just high intensive movements to get the heart up, burn lots of calories and fat. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have resistance days. Um, that target upper body and lower body. Um, so we're lifting weights, we're building that lean muscle mass on those days. And then on Friday, Saturday, um, we go into our hybrid classes, which kind of hit everything, a little bit of cardio, some core, some resistance, um, you name it. So we kind of do a little bit of everything. You have two certified certified trainers in every class, which is great, not just one, but you have two. We have technology that takes you through the workout. So our coaches really have a lot of flexibility to work around with technique, with form, encouragement, motivation, you name it. They're working around the room. So you get that personal training feel in a group fitness setting. So it's it's very unique. Um, like I said, the technology kind of sets us apart because you have those TVs that kind of walk you through the workout, give you that visual. Um, give you your countdown timer all that um all in one so and then you got the music going and just the energy and the vibe and it just makes for an unbelievable workout and the 45 stands for they're always 45 minutes so you get in and out uh, most people like me you're busy you have kids you have a family you got to get your workout in but you want something good you want something hard that's going to see results um so yeah so that's what f45 is yeah, I love F45. I like how you mentioned there's no treadmill. Like cardio is always fun there. It's like one of the only ways I can get myself to do cardio is like an F45 class because it's fun and I'm not just like staring at a wall running. <laughs> 100%. That was one of the big things that sold me. I was like, man, I could stay lean. I could keep my yeah. body fat down and I don't have to be running on the treadmill or running outside. And so, yeah, that was one of the great things that sold me. And like you said, it's fun. The energy, the, the music's going. So you're just working to the music. So it's a lot of uh, a lot of rhythm in there. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. It's one of my favorite workout classes. Um, but going back to like the business and, you know, you mentioned your boots on the ground, you're helping grow both locations. How do you get members in the door? Yeah, so we do a lot of marketing through Loud Rumor. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of the F45 um connection there with the marketing so we do everything through through loud rumor on instagram um we've seen really good results through that um so we have a really really good we call it the green star process because on mind body they come up as green stars when it's their first visit um so we have a, a sales manager membership manager we call her and she works from home so she doesn't coach any classes um, and that's her job is to when those leads come through, she's contacting them when they're calling. Um, she's getting them in for that. What we're doing right now is a three day trial for five dollars. Uh, we were doing a seven day free seven day trial and um, we got lots of members in. But then, you know, now once we got over 200 members, um, we went now down to a three day trial. So we didn't have member people bogging up our classes for seven days for free, especially mm -hmm. as we're getting into wait lists in certain classes in certain times. 
Um, so yeah, so she gets them in for that trial, gets them set up. And then uh, we have a process in the gym. Once they step foot in, we roll the red carpet out, meet them at the door, walk them through, kind of show them the gym, um, show them around. And we take them through the, what the, the exercises uh, each station is going to look like and the workout. Um, and then we have several touch points throughout every station. We want to have a touch point with them, um, making sure we're checking in, we're making any modifications if needed, adding a progression, even if those are needed. Um, but yeah, so we just want to make sure that uh, they're having a great experience in those first few classes. And then our sales manager, again, is touching base with them throughout that trial process and really locking the door and, and getting them to become members. Yeah, I think that's unique that you have a designated membership or sales manager. Not a lot of gyms have that and they they wish they did because a lot of fitness people, you know, aren't aren't programmed to sell or do admin. So did it always start that way or did you guys? Oh, yeah, so so that's yeah. a good that's a very good question. Now, I didn't start like that. And so before I came on, um, we were having like full time coaches also doing the sales and doing the marketing. And so after you coach for you, get, you're waking up at three, three thirty in the morning to get there for that four thirty five a.m. class. And then you coach all morning. By the time you get done with coaching, it's noon and you've been awake for seven hours and you're tired. And now I got to go. I have 10 missed calls and I have 10 new leads. And so we were trying to get through that as coaches and it was very difficult. Um, and so when I went to onboarding, that was one of the biggest things as we kind of reorganized our, our leadership and our management and our responsibilities. And that was what they said is separate your athletics and your sales, because like you can't have one person that's trying to do them both because they're both going to suffer. And that's honestly what we saw. We were just kind of at a stalemate there in Levine for a while. Um, and then once we kind of reshifted things, we just took off and, and we saw just tremendous growth. And so we shifted those uh, roles about a year ago. Exactly. And so, yeah, within that last year, um, we grew about almost 100 members in Levine. Um, and then in, good, in Goodyear, we had just opened, so it's hard to say. But, um, yeah, we grew like 100 members in one year just by kind of changing our formulas up. And we really didn't change much up just other than like kind of the West, the way we did things. But, yeah, yeah so that, that helps out a lot. And that would be my biggest recommendation to any gym that, that isn't doing that is to, to try to separate those two and get somebody that's, that's their main focus. And I know we do this as, and just like I'm sure most uh, gym owners do, is other F45s, Orange Theories, places around us, we call. You know, when we call, we, we text them and we see what their specials are, what their um, foundation rates are and, you know, trials, things like that. We want to know their prices. We want to know their processes, things like that. And I will say there's not a lot of gyms around us that have a, a very clean process with that. It's we'll send it, we'll leave a message. We'll call, we can't get a hold of them. Maybe two days later, we'll get a call back or we'll get a text back, but not a call. So for us to, to be able to answer the calls, to call somebody, get them on the phone, we can provide the text as well and the emails, but um, yeah, just that, that customer service goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I talked to a lot of gym owners and very few have designated sales people and trainers. It's either the trainer does the selling or the owner is constantly in the gym because they're answering leads coming in. So yeah, that's, that's really smart. And I'm glad to hear that it is working for you and it's, it's paying off there. Um, I think that's a great tip. Um, but then as far as like leads coming in, are you happy with the number of leads that come in and the you know quality of the leads coming in? Do you see those both kind of matching up and they're doing good? Yeah. So this has been so this is kind of one of our issues that we're working with right now is um, the first half of the year of 2022, we saw just an excessive amounts of leads and we do our KPIs every week. So we have our key performance indicators that we're tracking is our leads, our trialers, our conversion rates, those types of things. And, and we want to make sure those things are going well. 
Um, and our, our leads were coming in 60 leads um, a, a month or a week. I'm sorry, 60 weeks, uh, leads a week. We were getting 50 leads, 40 leads every single week, the first half of the, the year. And then as like a lot of people saw with the meta changes, with uh, Facebook and that whole that it just it killed our our leads and so now our leads have been cut down almost in half to where now we're seeing 20 30 leads a week so we're not nearly seeing as many um, and we've still been able to still do okay during these last few months and and we've put in some different specials and we've tried Black Friday we've done different things to really try to to negate the what was going on with the meta and the amount of leads that were coming in. So uh, our numbers, our dollar amounts were still pretty good. We were still doing all right, but um, our leads definitely dropped down. So we're trying to still working with Loud Rumor and, and doing different things. And F45, I know, is working. And every time we contact them, it's like, yeah, we're, we're working with it. We're, we're trying to figure it out. So I know everyone's kind of putting their heads together, trying to figure this whole thing out with all these new formulas and changes and algorithms and all that. Honestly, I don't really understand the whole thing of it. But all I know is it is definitely affecting us and, and a lot of gyms and a lot of uh, just businesses in general with marketing. But um like I said, we're, we're still doing okay. Um, and so with that being said, is like I told my team is like, okay, we don't have as many leads as we once did. So we really got to make these leads count when they come in for their visits, for their trials, we got to put our best foot forward and, and do a good job. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the big code we're all trying to crack as owners and managers is like the whole lead generation thing. I've had so many companies where it starts off so great and we're getting, you know, tons and tons of leads coming in. And then all of a sudden it either dies off or they're like fake leads or so many things that can <laughs> go wrong there. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, just taking advantage of the leads that are coming in, nurturing those people and, and making sure your, your follow-up game is strong can definitely come back. Follow-up game has got to be strong. The backdoor game, that's something that we've really improved over the last year too, is because we are bringing in lots of members, but we were also losing members just as fast. And so that was something we really tried to clean up this last year is doing a good job, making those customer care calls, um, things like that, making them uh, stay a little longer and going into that second membership and that third membership, you know? Uh, so um, yeah, that was one thing that we had to clean up. And then also, we also really had to start looking for those organic leads, finding ways that we could get leads, bring a friend. We were really trying to hit those types of things where you have a free workout to bring a friend, um you get a, you know referrals you get a free month they get a free month that they sign up this week little things like that and then us on instagram and facebook liking people going to other orange theories and f45s and liking the following their members and you know and just doing whatever we could to try to, to try to find some leads and like i said we've been pretty successful with it um but again we're always still trying to get better yeah, definitely. Tell me more about like the retention piece. You mentioned like cleaning up that. What did you do to to really solidify your retention? Yeah, so um, I, there's a report that you could run on MindBody that tells you your average length of your uh, length of your member, mm -hmm. and um, F45 tells you your average length should be about 10 to 12 months is kind of the average length. And if you keep them beyond that year, you know that's that's really that's good. That's icing on the cake. But really, a year is kind of the average F45 member. Um, and I, we looked at ours and our average member was like under three months. And so we we're like, okay, this definitely isn't right. So we switched up some of our memberships. And so we offered some longer term memberships and so that locked them into a longer rate. Um, so that's helped a little bit, but also, like I said, just making those customer care calls, making a, a call at, uh, at 10 days, making another call at 30 days, a 60 day call, just doing those little things, sending a text, um, just trying to make sure that we could do anything to help them uh, meet their goals, 
um, assist them in their in their fitness journey. And and uh, yeah, it's been successful for us because um, yeah, we weren't doing any of those calls before uh, members were coming, members were leaving. Um, so yeah, so we've had to obviously to put some um, cancellation policies in place too. Um, so it's, it's not just we're going month to month and canceling after a month. But, uh, but yeah, so that's been a big piece is that retention and just giving that little customer service um, piece. And so with my trainers and my coaches too, I tell them it's, if we notice somebody hasn't been there, that's kind of normally there, it's been a, a few days or a week or two, we reach out to them right away and we try to nip it in the bud and try to get them back in. Because once they're out of there for a month, six weeks, um, at that point, it's just a matter of time till they cancel. You know? yeah. So we try to get it early. Um, and we run that report every week, the 10 day group who hasn't been in, in 10 days and we're sending we're getting them a call. Okay. Where are you at? Let's get you booked for your next class. All right. You want to come on and then we'll let them know, Hey, Johnny and Sally over in class have been asking about you, you know, little things like that. So, and even the members too, the members will re all go to the members and say, Hey, will you reach out to, to so-and-so she hasn't been here. Uh, I reached out to her. She was going through some stuff in there during the holidays It'd be nice to hear from a friend. And so that's what's great about our communities is everyone supports each other. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely like the benefit of, of group classes. You go in the same time every week and then those people become like your workout buddies and, and that's how you build like a strong community. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, so what would you say is like the biggest challenge right now that you're facing um, between both businesses or either one? Um, we hit on, you know, lead acquisition and the sales process, retention, out of those or even something else, what would you say is like the biggest challenge? Um, yeah, it's just kind of like you, we were talking about with the leads is something that is always a challenge for us. Um, but also too, and we've been, we've been, this last year has been so much better than it had been, I guess maybe at the beginning of the year, even last year. Um, but staffing, staffing is always was, was an issue. And we really have a solid staff right now where, if someone doesn't show up to work, it's I'm legitimately concerned. It's like, okay, this isn't like them. Whereas in the past, we've had some people who was just like, you know, it's like that happens. They just don't show up and they sleep in and things like that. And so just not having those consistent coaches, um, the commitment. Um, and so like, you know, and coaches come and go, especially, you know, as new, newer trainers that are new into the industry and, you know, they're kind of moving up and they're bouncing around and they're maybe relocating and things like that. Um, so yeah, we've, we've lost some coaches and that, that makes it always tough because the members um, create a little alliance and create a, a real liking towards certain coaches and trainers. And then when they leave, it's tough on them. And I know, but we've really done a good job of putting a good staff in place that is, is committed, is dedicated to our members, to our gym. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was, I guess that first year was something that was always working. I feel like I'm, I, and I guess I still am, I'm always hiring. So I'm always looking for someone who can be an asset to our gym, an asset really to our members. Um, and if they can be, and they are, and I could bring them on, I would, I'd love to bring them on. So, yeah. And then we, we've, we've hired some members too, which has been really beneficial for us too, because they understand the process and they've been through it. And that was like me, you know, I've done every step of the way. I went from being a member to a coach, to an owner. Um, so I've done them all. So it's, it's kind of one of the unique things that I could see things through different lenses um, but yeah, so that's this, the staffing is, is one thing that we're always kind of always keeping our eye on. Yeah, totally. I feel you on that. I feel like it's a hard industry to be in, you know, as a personal trainer, it's weird hours and sometimes not great pay. So it is kind of always about, you know, finding those people that you can develop into good employees for the long run. But 
Absolutely. Yeah, that, that is cool that you have the perspective of a member, a coach, and an owner. So you can kind of be an asset to all three of those people in your... Uh, yeah, that's honestly like one of my biggest strengths, I feel like, you know, because I, I, I like literally I've been through it in every capacity. Um, so, yeah, I think that that plays to a strength for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my final question that I like to wrap up with, if you could give a piece of advice to somebody who wants to own a gym, what would it be? A lot of our listeners are aspiring gym owners. So if you could go back. Yeah, and- no, and especially train. Yeah, almost almost yeah. every trainer that I hire, I want to own my own gym. That's always yeah. one of the things that they always say. Yeah. Um, and, I guess, and I guess the big thing is, is you got to be business savvy. It's not just something that's just going to run itself. Um, you always got to be looking at numbers. You got to be looking at data, just like anything else. It's not something that's just going to just open it. And like, I even thought when F45, I was like, man, I want to own one of these. This thing, you just open it up. It's going to run itself. People are going to come here and love it and make money. And, but no, it's work every single day. You got to keep the members. You got to keep them happy. There's always needs. There's always things that potentially um, just need your attention. Um, but yeah, and then, like I said, it's just being very business savvy, always looking at numbers and data to drive those decisions. A lot of times we get um, our decisions are made emotionally or, um, you know, I guess a little rash. And so if we can always make data driven decisions, it's going to be best for everybody. Um, and then just communicate too. the more you could communicate with your coaches, with your gym, with your members, um, keep everybody in the loop. Um, everybody's happy. Everyone feels um feels like a family you know and so yeah be ready to work it's not it's 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 hard work but it's it's so rewarding you know there's no in this industry and uh, you own a gym or you're a co- you're a trainer you're going to make more of an impact on more people in probably one month than most people do in their lifetime mm-hmm. so with that being said i mean it's just such a special industry and it's such a it's such a special um thing to own so yeah it's a great thing to do but yeah it's definitely work and it's hard work and but i'd I'd rather have it no other way yeah i totally agree it's you it's so rewarding to help someone and watch them come in week after week and see them get more confident every single time and you can make money by helping people like it's the best industry (laughs) um yeah that's well said yeah you make money by helping people and yeah when that first person comes to you and thanks you for man, I lost all this weight, or you helped me gain this muscle, you helped me reach my goals that first time when they tell you that. I mean, the intrinsic reward feeling that you get is is, is amazing. And so, and then you just, you want to keep doing that and keep seeing more people hit those goals. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think this is a good place to start to wrap things up, but where can we find you? What's the social media for your, your studios, your website? Yeah, so so our F forty our F forty five Goodyear is F forty five underscore Goodyear is our F forty five Instagram page there, and then F forty five underscore Training underscore Levine L A V E E N is our Levine one. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram there. Um, But yeah, give us a follow if you guys are ever in Arizona in the Phoenix area. We'd love for you to stop by. Um, Love to chat, help you guys out any way that that we can. Awesome. Yeah, everyone check out the Goodyear and the Levine F45 locations. Thank you again, Shay, for being on the podcast today. All right. Thanks, Hannah. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Right. Listeners, listeners, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but 
Don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining us on the show is James from Elite Body Works in Hampshire, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, James. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course, James. And James, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for hopping on the podcast today. And uh, I'm very, very excited for our conversation. Um, so let's just you know dive right into it. So when you first got into this gym business, James, what was the inspiration behind becoming a gym owner? Um. I don't think, I think the gym owner bit was actually just a natural progression from um, the when I first got into the industry. I mean, when I first started doing um, uh, fitness instructing and all that sort of stuff, it was at college. I didn't ha really have a huge amount of interest. I was just trying to fill up some time in my timetable, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was in my second year, I was split up from all my friends. So I was in a smaller group with no one I really knew. Um, and actually the, the teacher was, um, was a power lifter. So it sort of taught, it felt like he taught us some things that perhaps weren't in the curriculum, perhaps a little bit more inspirational. And that sort of piqued my interest a little bit for it. Um, and that was what got me into the industry anyway. Um, and then from there, um, progressed through a couple of commercial type gyms when I was um, when I was first starting out and then worked in an independent gym as a, as a contractor met my then or my now business partner um, Ben and then we from there started to create this umbrella um, of elite body works where we would train all our clients under that name and then we got busy enough and upset with the gym situation that we were currently in to think that we could do it better ourselves awesome so you know, starting off from being in school, having the inspiration, you know, I feel similar to that, you know, my old strength and conditioning coach, he inspired me to get into this industry. Um, and then, you know, you decided to go down the personal training route, worked in some facilities, and then now you're here, you have your own facility, you're the gym owner with a business partner, which is good. Um, so, you know, what is your elevator pitch of the gym facility and the, you know, services that you offer to your clientele? So, I would say that um, the one thing that I would potentially change, um, the, the word elite, I think, can actually put a lot of people off. So we try very hard with our image on social media to try and portray that actually we are a gym for everyone. So we have kids sessions here. We train, uh, we got clients over the age of 70. We train executives, we train housewives, but we also um, have a speciality of strength sports. So we train some high level powerlifters, strong man, strong woman, um, Olympic weightlifting. Um, we've trained athletes in combat sports, golf performance, you know, quite a variety of different things. Um, but we are a normal gym. We are 60%, um, 60 female at least. Um, we have new people starting all the time. So 
our big thing really is with all of our social media is really to show that we have people that have trained with us for 10 years alongside people that have trained with us for 10 days. You know, we are, we are all encompassing in that respect. Yeah. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of stuff there and I love that you're doing social media. That always excites me whenever, you know, I hear a gym owner that, you know, is pursuing that, you know, side of marketing, but um, obviously the marketing we'll talk about today, but, you know, first of all, what kind of services do you offer? Is it mainly the, you know, large group, small group, open gym, one-on-one? What does that look like for your facility? So we've got, um, I suppose, two main branches of our services, one of which is personal training. So we offer a one-to-one service. We offer a three-to-one service. So the way that our three-to-one works is that we have a maximum of three clients sharing a coach's time. Each of those clients will receive their own program. We'll also provide the nutritional side of things that you would expect from a one-to-one um but we're able to offer it at a more um uh, reasonable potentially rate than maybe some people can afford if for the one-to-one model um which is really really popular um in, within uh, you know our, our gym and we also have a open gym um Uh, availability as well as our group sessions so our group sessions are a maximum of 12 clients to one coach we like to try and keep it quite small intimate make sure every you know our coaches know everyone's name injuries and things like that so we can almost set up mini sessions within that session if we need to Um, as mentioned we do uh, we do weightlifting powerlifting strongman um, strongman we do um, we've got a coach that comes in to do some uh, uh, technical boxing skill work um we do uh we do some calisthenics sessions here as well so we've got a, calis- uh, a very high level calisthenics coach um there's definitely a couple more things that we probably offer that i don't, can't quite get hold of in my brain right now but um but quite a varied timetable um yeah it sounds like you're able to serve whoever wants to find a service at your facility like no matter what age what gender what you know persona they are if they want to do a certain thing then it's your facility that they're going to go to um so with all those services there how many people are you serving at your facility um spread across all of our services we would expect probably somewhere around three to 350 people um currently um that we would that we would see um monthly um and that's spread across all those different services. Some people would only do personal training. Some people only come to us for group sessions. It can be a bit of a mix of everything. Yeah, it really depends on, you know, what their goals are, what they want to do with, you know, their body and their health. Um, my next question, and I always like to ask this because... I'm, I'm so sorry. This is like typical of someone that owns their own gym that's sat upstairs. Can I just send someone away quickly? They're just down sure. the reception. I'll be too sorry. All right. We're back. We uh, had a little minor interruption there. We're all good though. So my next question, James, is, you know, is 300 to 350 members, you know, somewhere you want to stop at in terms of membership base or eventually bring in some more people and uh, be able to serve more people? Yeah, I mean, we've got, um, our facility is quite large. It's about six and a half thousand square feet. Um, So we've always been trying to actually understand when our classes are close to capacity, what our capacity actually might look like. Um, I do think that on some of our peak sessions, we are reaching close to that limit. So we are at that point, that potential saturation point right now of how do we keep growing the business, keeping where we are. Um, 
I have, we have plans to try and create a second floor within the facility um, to be able to uh, take on more members, but not necessarily, our goal isn't necessarily to continue to increase membership as much as to make sure that our retention for our current members are, you know, we're not creating an environment that is too similar to a commercial gym. We always want to keep this semi-private type um, environment. Um, so we are finding that point at the moment to make sure that we're not um, over committing our services to new clients whilst under servicing our current clients. It's a problem we've, we've seen before and it's something we're keen to, to not um, go down that route. And it's super important to, you know, focus heavily on your current clientele because, you know, they've already bought something from you and like, they're already warm to the fact of, you know, like your brand, your business. So, you know, why not focus more on them? And, you know, if the new members come in, then why not, you know, bring them in and then bring them towards, you know, towards like the community there. Um, so that is good that you guys, you know, are open to some kind of growth there. It sounds like you guys want to, uh, you know, grow within the business if, you know, if that's correct, that's what I'm hearing here. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So let's dive in to the marketing side of things here, James. You know, what are you guys currently doing to, you know, bring in people? Um, I suppose probably like most of your other guests, for sure, our biggest um, refer, uh, our biggest marketing scheme is word of mouth. Um, so we run certain schemes within the gym for, you know, referring a friend and, and introducing clients to the gym. Um, we do offer a like trial membership for a week so that we can, um, you know, get people in, they can see the atmosphere, the environment, you know, they can, they can do three sessions within a week's period of whatever they like. And that, that really, if we can get people um, in on those uh, initial trials, then we're pretty confident that we can, show them what we're able to provide so that's our biggest um thing that we try and um you know get people involved in but we also do um lots of things on social media um trying to be um sort of well trying to we, we our, our before and afters are actually quite a big thing that we'll um that we'll share um quite a lot we've got some really good transformations that we've had over the years and that's always a really good thing on our website to draw people in um, but also just try and stay quite active within our community that we've got on social media we've got a, a reasonable following um, and we try and make sure that we're posting semi-regularly whether it's about people in the gym thing the coaches are doing new updates and that sort of stuff um, we went a little bit old school in December. We did some leaflet dropping, which is funny because I was having this chat with my, uh, with my wife. She was saying you should do it. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. And she was like, if someone dropped a leaflet through now, would you look at it? And I was like, maybe cause you don't get leaflets anymore. So if you went back 10 years, you get all you got was leaflets. Now we don't get any leaflets. So if one came through the door and I was like, yeah. Okay. So anyway, we, we, we thought, why not? And we did a bit of a leaflet, a little a leaflet drop um, around our area, which has actually gone all right in fairness. So, okay. Um, yeah. So it was quite a funny one, actually. I disagreed with her and then I had to go back on my word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's uh, normally how it goes. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So first of all, I do want to edify you for the word of mouth because, you know, if people are coming to your doors through the word of mouth programs, that means that you guys are offering great services to your clientele and that they are happy members. So great job there. Um, I do want to dive into the social media side of things. Cause that's, you know, one of my favorite topics to talk about. Hopefully it is yours too. Um, so is that 
mainly on Facebook, Instagram, what kind of social medias do you use? Cause there's so many platforms out there nowadays. Yeah. So Facebook and Instagram are the only, yeah, are the only, are the only two platforms that we use and the content that we would share for the most part would be evenly spread across the two as in we would share the same thing to Facebook and Instagram apart from we would create um, some different stuff around the stories and the reels perhaps on Instagram that you can't do quite so easily on Facebook. And, and I feel like um, Instagram has the edge on popularity and stuff like that. So it might focus where I would say that if we went back three, four years, I would receive more DMs and messages through Facebook, I would 100% receive, I would say 95% of our messages are now through Instagram rather than Facebook. So I still use both to share our message, but Instagram probably has the edge for us in terms of what we would focus on. Yeah. And, you know, Instagram has approximately like a billion monthly users. So there are so many people on there. And obviously, you know, the the newer generations that are coming into the world, they're using more Instagram because, you know, Facebook's technically like the old person website nowadays, whatever. Um, so on those social platforms, is it mainly organic posting or do you also do some, you know, kind of like paid advertising? Yeah, we've done some paid advertising through the years for certain, um, for certain things that we might offer. But I have found over the past year or so it's become more tricky to actually like they you have to be super specific with the paid advertising nowadays to not get it rejected you know all any types of words certain pictures and stuff like that so I do feel like whether that's just naivety from myself like when it comes to that sort of stuff or whether it's just becoming more difficult to put the message out or some of the things that we want to post about um so I would say that we don't place as much emphasis on that stuff because it's it just seems quite tricky to get some of the the stuff that we want shared out there but again that's could probably come back to naivety from me i'm sure someone that knows more about that specific part of social media could give me five tips in two minutes type thing you know yeah and you know, let's be real. We come into this industry to serve people and train them. We don't come into this industry, be, you know, to become marketing professionals. We're here to train people, help people like improve their health, not learn how to run your know, advertising campaigns and go all through, like go through all those numbers and everything. Um, so, you know, not including like the potential naivety of running the advertising, you know, how was your experience, you know, like the performance of the ads in the past? Um, so my wife is in, or at least partly within that industry. So um, of advertisement and stuff like that. So I do have someone to be able to, so she would always be talking about, um, you know, let me help. I can do this when, you know, when we put stuff up, let me have a look, blah, 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 blah. So anything that I would have garnered in terms of, um, experience or, or knowledge would have been directly from her. But initially I would have been, I might have clicked on the button that said, view your insights but you know you're just hoping that that means that it's a good thing i think mm-hmm. but yeah so you know moving forward are you considering you know learning about advertisements and you know diving down that route so we always again we come back to the point where if we if we took on 20 new clients overnight um we would, and, and they used our facility as their memberships would allow them to, I, I think that we would struggle potentially to, um, to 
possibly be able to fit all those people in straight away. Now it's not to say we can't accept much twenty more people, but mm. we've always we've always been very um, concerned about how do we make sure that as we continue to grow that we don't overfill one. It's, it's quite hard to to kind of explain, but so yes, we are talking always about how do we continue to market differently and 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 grow and and everything else. Um, but it's almost like it suits us to have a like a slow and continuous drip of new clients as opposed to trying to, you know, get loads of new clients in one go. I know that might sound a bit counterintuitive, but for us, it's just seemed to work really nicely with keeping our, um, our value within our sessions and, and everything else. And, and to the point where we are now, we're, we're quite happy with where we are, but it's definitely a weakness i would say of ours in terms of those paid ads of things that we could do better for some of our services so i do think it's something that we could look to improve on for sure that's awesome you know looking forward you know to potentially you know getting into that side of things and you know i want to agree with you there in terms of you know getting too many people in because let's just say one month you run these ads and you get 20 people in you sign up you know half of them so 10 people just consistently that may dilute the service a little bit. So you need to learn how to be able to, you know, control how many people you come in, how many you close, how many, you know, you basically handle at one time. Um, so I do want to, you know, dive into the sales side things, you know, here now. Um, so what is the typical sales process look like for you guys? Like walk me through the customer journey. So, Nearly all of our um, inquiries would come through myself or Ben, um, who's my business partner. Um, We would typically see nearly all of those ourselves in a first consultation or possibly um, one of our other senior coaches would be able to meet with them if we weren't available. Um, But we would, in the first instance, be looking at getting them to the facility, showing them around, trying to settle there. When you first walk into our place, it's a big place. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of strength training equipment at the time that you come. Sometimes it can feel a bit intimidating. So we're always trying to, you know, put people at ease in terms of, um, you know, the type of gym we actually are. Um, and then we our first thing is always just trying to get them onto our trial sessions before we're trying, you know, because we know that if we can do that, the, the sell becomes much easier. It's, it's almost just, um, uh, it's just alleviating people's fears, showing them what we what you know the value that we can add and then we know that if we can get them on that trial that we're we're probably going to be able to sign them up Um, when it comes to a clients that are coming in from a personal training inquiry the goal is always why 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 trying to get you know that deep-rooted reason as to why they're in the first place not because they want to lose a bit of fat or they want to get a bit stronger but it's like why now why now why now why now um, so that can be um, a short process or a longer process, but um, it's it's always about trying to find that deep-rooted reason as to why the the change is has to happen, um, and that tends to be a you know it can be a short conversation or a longer conversation, but um, unless you find that reason as to why, then um, they're never going to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you need to be able to you know 
dig deep into what they're feeling and what their goals are, you know, sell the results, not, you know, the benefits and features. I mean, that's just like the nowadays, like the best way to sell, obviously my opinion, and hopefully you agree as well. Um, it's just has the customer feeling more comfortable with the process and that they're, you know, feeling heard with what they're saying. Um, so you mentioned, you know, that you and Ben, you guys handle the, you know, inquiries there. So who handles the sales process, you know, like mainly in terms of consultations, you know, offering them the free trial and then ultimately, you know, converting them into a paying member. Is that you ben, it'll be and someone ben. else? It'll, it'll be Ben and I. We handle anything that's administ- anything that's administrative based is probably going to come from me. Um, and me and Ben, are, Ben's probably more operations. I'm probably yep. more. I'm probably more administrative. Um, but when it comes to um, consulting and um, walking through the process, it could definitely be. Um, split pretty evenly between Ben and I. It just most of the most of the emails will come to me and then it'll then uh it will then be split out from there as to who's available, what what you know, whose diaries can um can can fit the consultation in, etc. Yeah. So whoever has the time in their calendar, they're able to put it on there. Um so you know on average, let's just say you have you know 10 consultations in a week. You know, on average, how many of those eventually turn into, you know, a paying membership based off of the free trial? Um, I would say that if we had um, 10 people come in for a consult, then we would expect to be able to convert five or six of those. Um, I would say that most people that come uh, or, con- or email us for a consultation or inquire um, kind of know a little bit about us to start with. So it always feels like it doesn't really ever feel like we have too many people that come in that haven't either been referred or that have kind of followed us for a while. So they kind of know what we're about. Um, we are premium. We are on the premium end for some of our services. Um, but because again, we are confident of what we do we've got pictures you know the before and after pictures are super powerful for a lot of people Um, a lot of our testimonials are really powerful for a lot of people so as soon as we can talk to people about the difference between cost and value and explain about you know why paying 20 pounds a month for a gym membership you don't use and don't get anything out of can become quite expensive very quickly um and how we're very different to that you know it, it becomes an easier process to be able to um to talk to people about what we can offer basically yes yeah, so the majority of people that come through your doors are you know kind of warm to the idea of like your gym yes okay so yes. that definitely does help you know the closing rate and you know conversion rate to turn them into paying members um always good to have that as well uh so let's dive into the retention side of things here now you know what you know, systems do you guys have in place that keeps your members for the long term? To be honest, I think our biggest retention is our community. We've got a lot of, um, we've got that people retain themselves almost been here because we've got so many people that know, you know, within our group sessions or within our gym, we've got so many people that know so many people's names. So it means that a lot of times people are coming back to sessions together. They're, they're creating like friendship groups within the gym, you know, lo- especially we've seen it lots of December just gone obviously being Christmas, loads of people on social media are out in, ta- in, in town or for dinner or with people that we wouldn't necessarily put them together outside of the gym. But anyway, within that, I think that helps to keep a lot of people 
coming back because they create these friendships within the gym. Everyone that's within our facility is trained in some part by a coach. So we don't really have like hordes of people using open gym that have that like we don't really know or don't respect our rules or don't respect the people in the gym. Everyone will share equipment. Everyone will clean their own equipment, put it back. You know, all that sort of stuff's really important to us. So I think that's actually our biggest retention tool is the community that we, that we've tried to create. Um, Other than that, it's just trying to keep an eye on those people that perhaps have dropped off a little bit, sending them a message, making sure that um, if there's anything that we can do to, to get them back in looking for those red flags that you can expect from, um, you know when people stop coming in as regularly and things like that yeah and that is good to hear that you you know you have a strong community there because that'll not only help the retention but it'll also help you know the lead generation you know the word of mouth the sales there because the warmer the people are to your business the higher rate that they're going to turn into members um so it really all comes you know into a nutshell at the end of the day um so you know james with the gym business, you know, this is going to be like a little bit more of a harder question here. Um, what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that is holding you back from getting to that, you know, let's just say next level business, whatever that may be for you. I think if I'm really honest, I'm lucky to have worked with a lot of very, very um, successful people when I've been very young. So I understand or I've got a good understanding of the the pitfalls of working too hard, trying to chase money and then having no time. So what I would say is that me and Ben are both of the opinion right now that we want to maximize the facility that we have, create the best business that we currently have, but be able to create a lifestyle that allows both of us to be able to enjoy our family, be able to enjoy time away from the gym. I don't think either of us are, interested in working for the sake of working we both work long hours um, and we enjoy what we do but what we would what we know is that if we were to ever go down the franchise model or increase the gym significantly from where we are now in terms of getting a facility that was double the size Mm. we'd be reinvested in that process even further for a very very long time which although it could be fantastic we both have worked very hard to get to a position right now where I've got a young family which I love that I've set up a a a diary where I have a Wednesday off so I just spend time with my boys on a Wednesday um that's that was always a big thing for me would I trade in that day for any amount of money no so it's like we've done almost what we set out to do in terms of creating that framework so how do we maximize that make it better but not necessarily stretch ourselves to the point where our quality of life would change yeah that's that's probably an honest answer that's awesome so really just leveraging everything that you already have inside the facility right now and you know that will obviously help out the business but it'll also help out you and your business partner and you guys' like personal lives with the families um i really do love to hear that and you know, James, one last question, you know, for you here before we hop off of this episode, um, you know, when you first got into this gym business, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Um, 
I, I, I speak to a lot of people, whether they're young or old at the moment, about being personal trainers um, or, you know, being in this business. I think a lot of people would see an hourly rate whatever that is, you know, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds an hour, whatever you want to say, um, and think that that's the rate that you get paid across however many hours that you work, but people don't see the time that it, it takes to obviously gain new clients, retain those clients, but all the administrative stuff behind that. Um, I think that when I was young, I would work any hour that any client offered me, whether it was 6am on a Monday, whether it was 5pm on a Sunday, and I see a lot of client oh, sorry a lot of personal trainers that aren't necessarily prepared to put themselves um under that much strain so i think that i would I, I've, I've gone in and spoken to um, my old college actually about this and a lot of the students there about what the business actually is as opposed to what people think it is and i would just say that it's so much harder the turnover within the personal training industry is staggering um it's an unbelievably rewarding business but it's taken us you know ben and i 10 years of really really hard work to the point where we could probably go okay we've we've created something now that we can step back on and be happy proud of etc but up until that point it was just like grind graft you know like it's just hard based on the hard. grindstone every single hard. day hard hard so love it but um really really difficult business to um to make work if you're not prepared to work as hard as you possibly can i think yeah so you know for our listeners who you know potentially may not be you know personal trainers or gym owners and has found us you know what would you say you know to prepare them for this industry um i think there's a couple of things that can set you apart quite easily in my experience from working with clients that have been with other personal trainers before um your admin has got to be hot you as in you've got a you've got to respond to people quickly you've got a sharp on time you've got a um you know your evenings or weekends if people are messaging you you need to come back to them all that sort of thing um a lot of people i seem to seem to have spoken to would have had a poor relationship in some respects outside of the gym with their with their personal trainers it's not just the time that you spend in the gym with your clients it's mm. you've got to care about the whole journey which is really important um and in i think investing in yourself is important as well so many people just do their initial personal training courses and then that's it We've done, when, when Ben and I were young, we traveled to um, Sweden, to Dublin, to Germany, around the UK to do lots of different certification and courses to separate ourselves quickly when we were young. Um, and that was probably the most important thing that we could have done to have gained some of the experience and created a network that then allowed us to be able to draw upon that as the years have gone on as well. Invest in yourself, I think, is probably a big one. Yeah, those are, you know, three solid you know, pieces of advice for our listeners. So thank you for sharing those, James. And uh, James, it does look like we're running short on this episode, but uh, before we, you know, hop off of the episode, why don't you share your social medias and your website so they can find you? Uh, yeah, so we are Elite Body Works, and that's whether that's a website, Facebook, Instagram. You can probably see it on my jumper. <laughs> 
Awesome, James. Well, uh, thank you for hopping on the podcast again today. It was a uh, pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much. Of course. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Wars Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Dana from Core Pilates and Wellness. Hey, Dana. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you, Olivia? I'm good. Thank you. Emily. Emily. I called you Olivia. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) So before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at Core Pilates and Wellness, First, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business of people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Well, Pilates is the Pilates studio is a business for wellness. It's for everyone. We um, we're open to all, and it's designed just more of a community of, of support. We're not competitive with each other. We're competitive with ourselves. And everyone is accepted and celebrated. Yeah. Um, and what was the next part of that? What made you want to start your studio? Oh, well, I I took Pilates as a student. I started when I was forty nine, and I hurt everywhere. And Pilates changed my life. Like I had, they thought I had fibromyalgia and movement. After just a couple weeks, I felt so different. And so I was a student for quite a while. And then the studio I trained in was a physical therapy office that only used the Pilates method to uh, maintain and rehab their clients. And it became a national training site. So I took, I jumped, I said, well, I think I'll get my certification. And I'd always been in business, always, always worked for myself. And uh, I got my certification and opened my studio um, when I was 60. It was almost nine years ago, and it's been really um, a fun journey. I'm able to make the studio the way I want it because I experienced other studios, and I didn't like the attitude, kind of the mean girl thing. I mean, when you go into a studio, you go into a gym, you got to feel welcome no matter what you look like or who you are. And um, so that is, we've had a really um, open uh, entry for people. And then um, 
the schedule. What I found is when I was going to the studio, Pilates studios, um, you had if you had been this level, and if you weren't at that level, you couldn't go to that class. Well, my schedule, personal schedule, didn't work that way. So we created a schedule, and our teachers are so talented, and our classes are smaller. They're about usually six people, sometimes up to eight. But with the smaller group like that, the teacher can teach to each level, and we can work around the students um, or clients' uh, own personal schedule. And that's become, made us very, very popular so we don't have the uh, restrictions on, on the clients. So they do have to come in for an introduction to Pilates and what they call a movement assessment where we go over their alignment and their posture. But mm -hmm. once we've done that, then we find out, you know, do they need a few private sessions or we find, we. I'll kind of steer them to classes to do a couple. And then they, the, other, um, the other members of the studio, the other students are very supportive and encouraging for those new people. It's amazing how they'll jump in and say, oh, you need to do this or you need to do that or here's what, where this is. So uh, it's been a really um, great um, experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there, yeah. something that I wanted to cycle back to, um, you said you started your studio at what age again? 60. 60, okay. So what were you doing uh, leading up to that point? Were you already in the fitness? Sales, marketing, I was running my own business, direct sales, you know, I was trying, I just didn't want to have a boss because mm -hmm. I'm, the, I'm the best boss I ever had. And I didn't want, I, I worked, but I tried to be an employee and was like, oh my gosh, you know, um, you, I just felt so limited in what I could do. So mm -hmm. I've always had my own businesses and uh, and enjoy that freedom. I'm really I'm willing to work really hard to have that freedom to be to and be self employed. Yeah, yeah for sure. And when I started my business was seven hundred dollars. Can you believe that? All I, I actually cannot. Was, no, I had I didn't want to take out loans, and I had a friend. She was going to start it with me. She had seven hundred, so altogether we had fourteen hundred dollars. And we, there was a new community opening up in in our area, and called Kendall Yards. And so the owners uh, took a look at me and her and said, "Well, we'll give you a shot." So we were able to get a tiny little space, and I had foam rollers, mats, fitness circles. There are bands, and that's about it. And we started with just doing math classes. And that will really rip you into shape, doing math classes. <laughs> and then after our first year, I was able to buy four reformers. Mm -hmm. And and the, and I I went on my own. I bought my square out for not a whole lot of money. And um, because not everybody has the same work ethic you do or the same vision. That's very and true. So Yep. So I uh, started growing. And from there, uh, we were in that space for about three years and the, well, the first little space for a year. And then we expanded for another two years into a double the space. And and then we outgrew that. So I was fortunate. There was another area in another facility in Kendall Yards that was opening up that was twice as big as what I had. And so we moved into that It'll be four years in April, and now we're, we've outgrown it, and we're looking for a bigger space. 
but I find my security and, and growing is having other instructors that buy into the vision and like being part of our studio. It's not all on my shoulders. So I've been doing a lot of teacher training and mm -hmm. I'm training the method that I'm trained in and using this support from Polestar International. And um, they, they were able to just to do the training through Zoom. And I'm here to help and kind of help them and kind of help mold them into what I would like, what I would expect out of, mm -hmm. of a Pilates instructor and really getting them to a point where they're really focused on detail, attention to the client. And Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, really cool, unique story there. Um, so what would you say, because you currently, like you had a background in sales and marketing, right? Uh -huh. Right. So if you could like rely on two skills as a business owner in this industry, what would you say those most important two skills would be? Having a really good positive attitude and being able to open the doors. So where I'm at now, I don't advertise. Uh, people walk by and they may stop at my front door. I have brochures out and I have a, I have a sandwich board that's about six feet tall. So people can see it from the street and if they stop by, I'll just step out the door and say, Hey, and they'll go, I said, have you ever tried Pilates? And they'll go, no. I said, great. I'm going to offer you a complimentary introduction. And that just brings them in. Then I do a referral system. This is my advertising. We have you sell toe socks in the studio. So I buy those at my discount and and we retail them here. And when someone refers someone to the studio, they get a pair of toe socks. And I make a big presentation out of it. I have a gift certificate. And in front of everybody, I thank them for referring their friend and present them with the gift certificate. And then that encourages others to do the same because they would like to have that condition, even though they don't say they won't, they they do. And so that gets them to start referring their friends. And that kind of maintains the quality of students. They, they, we have such a wonderful group of students. They're, most of them are 60 plus. We have their younger ones in the evenings, but um, they like to share with their friends because it makes a difference in their lives. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that. Yeah. And also uh, communication. Um, okay. When someone comes into the studio, everybody, I welcome them by name. I know their names, except for yours. <laughs> and and um, <laughs> it's so funny. I did that. And um, I will text them. Hey, how was your first session? So I take a little extra time for the new people. And if someone signs up randomly, we use MindBody, uh, the MindBody program. And I'll see, like, tonight we have a gal coming in at 530 her name is Wendy. So I reached out to her early this morning at five and sent her a text welcoming her to Corporate and Wellness, asking her to come a few minutes from early to get her paperwork done and asking her about her experience in Pilates to make sure she was going to be a good, good for her, a good experience for her. So, and then it's constant um, and also birthday recognition. When someone okay. has a birthday, it is a big deal. Again, they get a pair of toe socks for the birthday toe socks and we all sing happy birthday. And they love it. It sounds so funny, but, and it's just that community and celebrating each other as we go into another year. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Thank you for sharing that.
So let's talk a little bit about marketing. Now, I know earlier you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you said that you don't advertise. We don't advertise. I have, what do you I mean have, by that? Well, we don't advertise and we have like local published uh, books like we have something called The Inlander where they promote different businesses and people we have little articles to read and it's very popular. They have been in restaurants and all over the place. But really I found, I, I tried it for a short time and I didn't really get any, I got the recognition, but not really though. I couldn't really document much increase in our, uh, in our new clients. So, um, so really, um, Advertising is, you know, we are the advertisements and we're right on the street. My, when people drive by, they see Core Pilates and Wellness. They see, I've got on the windows, flexibility, strength, uh, mind, body connection, breath, um, core, just words that kind of pop out. And then we do do, I actually, I have um, Instagram and Facebook. And one of my student teachers is managing that for me. And we do use that and we get good feedback from that. The We're starting to get a lot from the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, you have somebody doing the social media for you. Um, do you have your hands at that at all? Or are you just kind of like, you do this and? Uh, I kind of tell her what I like. You know, we talk about it. We you sit down, hey, what are we going to do? What's going to be coming up? We've got this like jump board class. We want to promote the jump board class. So she'll come in and take a picture and post it. And mm -hmm. kind of fun. Yeah. And um, yeah. And okay. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So with stuff like that, um, is there like a process that you have in place to help like people who may become like get engaged on the post and the content that you guys are posting in order to bring them into your facility? Uh, actually, um, Dan Danielle uh, helps with that. She, we, we get somebody that's interested, she'll let me know and then I'll reach out to them or she can reach out to them. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it would be nice to have a better process. It's just yeah. technology, I, it's, it's my weakness. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, my generation, we were kind of born into um, this technological yeah, age. Yeah, with the computers yeah. and laptops and all that so it makes sense that there would be kind of a, a, a steep learning curve for you there it, it is and yeah I was always running the business when all that happened and I always had people you know that were working to support the support staff so yeah okay so let's talk a little bit about like the client journey and the client experience so let's say that I think you said her name was Danielle the social media yes um okay I'm engaging with her on social media and that leads to me coming in to maybe try out a class. Right. So how does that lead to like me becoming a member of Core Pilates and Wellness? Okay. So say you um you, you reached out. We I I actually reach out to most people and I welcome them in. I say I'd like to invite you to come in for a complimentary movement assessment and introduction to the Pilates equipment. Uh, when are you, uh, are you possibly available tonight at 5.30? And mm -hmm. so we have this, and it happens immediately. So we don't let the time pass when someone reaches out to us. And so they'll come in and uh, they're greeted at the door. Um, they fill out their paperwork. And then I take them right back into the studio and get to know them, 
get to know things. So I want to know how many kids they have, if they've been, you know, what's their life story. So I know uh, in their career, what they do. So I know, can know how to better uh, serve them. So a lot of people in our, our studio are in the medical community, mm -hmm. a lot of nurses, a lot of doctors, people that are, uh, have really stressful jobs. So, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So just really, you know, getting to, to know that person and what's important to them. They're not just a number when they walk in the door. When they, I say, when you walk in the front door, you're a guest. When you walk out the back door, you're a family. And That's beautiful. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, like, what does your day-to-day -day look like as the owner? My day-to-day -day is, I'm, I'm trying to turn my phone off. and trying to figure out how to do it. I'm just going to set this up. <laughs> Okay. Um, my day starts early. I wake up about 4.30. I'm just an early bird. And so I'll start looking at my mind body and seeing where, who's coming in the studio today, where, what our numbers are at, you know, because I always have to, I always have to gain with myself to stay ahead. I can't go back. And, um, and then I'll see if anybody new has happened to, to sign up for a class that I don't recognize the name, then I will reach out to them. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, I will work on some little bit of paperwork, data entry, things like that, that I need to get done. And I'll get to the studio. The earliest I start is seven, but I usually start about eight. And I start working with clients and the and that's when the classes start. So I am actively uh, doing private sessions, but I can see the classes going on. So when people are coming in the studio, I'm always present in the studio and I recognize them as they come in the door and there to make sure things run smoothly and kind of run interference for any problems that might come up. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I, I usually work till noon. I'll go home, I'll take myself a mental break and have some lunch and rest a little bit. And quite often I'm back in the evening at 3.30 or 4.30 and I'll stay till about 5.30 or 6.30, Monday through Thursday. And I take Friday evenings off and then um, Saturdays I take off now, but I am teaching. I found that Sunday's a really busy day. And so I teach a class on Sunday morning. And then I usually have about three private sessions on Sunday. And I'm here if any student teachers are here for needing any help that I can work with them. Gotcha. So it sounds like you're in the gym maybe is it six days a week or five or six days a week? Days a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that you're doing like still a, like a lot of like work in the business, training and coaching, doing the admin stuff when you have time. Um, is there anything about your day to day, like in the future that you want to change? Like, do you want to? work a little bit less? Um, do you want to be a little bit more hands-on and have your, your business kind of running in the back end? Well, I'd like to have a, you know, I kind of like my day. Um, I, I'm kind of, a, I like to know that I'm in control of things, but mm -hmm. I do want to be able to travel. And so that's a goal now with our new teachers coming in, I'm going to be able to do some traveling and take some long maybe a couple week trips, you know, and get a little more vacation time in because we yeah. haven't done that for about the last three years. We've just oh, been locked down, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. And uh, one of my student teachers has, has, I've been training her to, to work with the mind body program. She's able to doing a really good job of picking that up. So I'm able to pay her some uh, admin hours and that helps her 
keeps her in the studio and out away from another job. I pay her well. I think it, we paid $20 an hour to teach, to do admin. But, you know, it's it's a good investment in that client and, and, and that student teacher and gives yeah. her a sense of ownership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the future. Now, I know that you said that you guys, would you say that you're like at capacity with your members? Well, we can, we, we continue to add more, but we're, we have waiting lists for our classes. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's a challenge. So I'm in the morning, I'm checking to see who's on the wait list and seeing if I can get them to go to another class or uh, watching the wait list, making sure that somebody has to cancel that they let me know and I will get someone in. So yeah, managing that. Mm -hmm. About how big are the are the small group classes that you guys run now? There are about six to eight in the class. Six to eight. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's, what's so. happened is I need to be able to have two classes running at once. And right now I don't have the space for that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. The well. acoustics for it. Yeah. That's that's one of my biggest challenges, acoustics. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this, yeah. So sounds like you guys are moving onwards and upwards. And you did mention earlier that you are aptly looking for a bigger space to move into. Mm -hmm. Yes. So how quickly do you want to move into your bigger space? And is there anything that you feel like you have to change about, let's say the marketing, um, when you do move into that bigger space? Because I know that you said like you don't really do any type of paid advertisement. It's mainly like all organic, like word of mouth and networking with people in the communities. but as you guys continue to grow and expand, what are some of the aspects of your business that are going to have to change? Um, I'm gonna to have to have more office staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'd like to make it more of a wellness center and have a physical therapist. I found one that's interested in joining me and, mm -hmm. and um, massage therapist and bringing in some amenities. I'd like to have a juice bar, a coffee bar, so that it is because people call this their happy place and they want to sit and visit all the time when I need to get them out the door. So I need to have a place for them to come and be and see their friends, maybe have do their knitting or whatever they want to do together. But just having that um, the more sense of just making it a broader uh, community. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So kind of like a, like a one-stop shop where people yeah. aren't like in your way. Right. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then like, is there a timeline behind when you do want to move into a bigger space? And like, how do you, how do you decide like, okay, this is where I'm at now. I want to move into like a space that's twice as big or three times as big. Like what's your process, thought process behind that? Well, I pay a premium price to where I'm at now. And if I were to, my goal is to buy a building. And so I'm looking at different grants and things like that for women. And I know that I can find buildings downtown that I could afford and, um, and have more of an investment in that, but finding something with parking that, um, that doesn't require a whole lot of um, renovation. Yeah, so I'm just, I've talked to a realtor and he's, Ask him. I gave him some parameters of what I'd like to have, and mm -hmm. so he's out there looking for me now. And then I told a few of my friends that you know that are have some money, and yeah, and, 
and own things. So they're kind of looking. So yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm definitely oh, happy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what, what were you saying? I've been thinking of about marketing to come back to that. You know, one of the best things we do for marketing is we support a lot of nonprofits. And I can't give to them financially, but what I do is I offer a package valued at about $400 and it's for their auctions and events. And that if that's for one person to come in for an unlimited month, 30 days, and it gives some private session and a pair of toe socks. And so we get a, that brings a lot of business to our studio because during those silent auctions or, or loud auctions, there are a lot of really great people there that are seeing our, seeing our name. And uh, yeah, and that has really done a lot to build our business. We do about 20 a, a year. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of, a lot of events there. Everyone that's come in has been a good, you know, a good fit and they stay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I forgot about that. That's a big deal. That's, that's important. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for uh, bringing that back up. So Dana, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But okay. before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. They can find me on uh, Facebook. They can find me in Kendall Yards in Spokane, Washington. And um, yeah, they can contact me through their website, through our website. Mm -hmm. And you'll find us on MindBody. And then we have our own branded app. If you'd like to check that out, Core Pilates and Wellness. And you can send information through that. All righty. Very nice. Well, thank you, Dana. We really appreciate your time and contribution to our podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. Thank so you. you're welcome. To everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.